Hi, I'm Zoe, if you don't know me, I run the youth program here and I'm also a um, student. I know I just got a shortcut for graduating, but I didn't really stop there. So <laughs> I actually just finished my bachelor's degree in psychology and now I'm doing theology. And this essay is very heavily inspired by, not this essay, this sermon is heavily inspired by an essay. Um, and <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's more interesting than an essay. Um, and yeah, but it's heavily inspired by an essay that I had to write. And I hope that it's a bit more interesting and not quite as long as an essay. Um, yeah, so, I'm talking on the gospel Jesus preached or the good news that Jesus preached. And when we talk about the good news, when we get asked to share it, we're probably, I'm just going to move this to the side, um, probably going to talk about Jesus' death and resurrection or that sort of thing. And really, we'll all have our different kind of emphasis that we put on it, we might focus on the new creation aspect of it, or we might focus really strongly on his resurrection, or we might focus on so many other things, because there are so many aspects to what Jesus did. But we'll all have our different ways of sharing the good news. And I think that that says a lot about who we are. So for example, a really important part for me of the good news is that God has the future all planned. Do not, you know, he says, to, he says to the lilies, worry about what they're going to wear tomorrow. No, and so we should not worry about tomorrow either because God provides it all. And to me, that's a big aspect of the good news personally. And it probably says a little bit about who I am. And it says a lot about our focus and how we're gonna interact with the world and what our mission is. So therefore, what Jesus says is the good news is going to be quite important because it's basically what's the good news according to God. So what does, what does God think is the mission? What's God's focus? What's his plan? And he talks about the good news in Mark. He says in Mark 1.15, the, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, Repent and believe the good news. So he says it right there, the good news. So then what is the good news? Because he's just told us to believe the good news. So what is it that he's telling us to believe? He just said it. The kingdom of God has come near. This is the good news. And this isn't the only place where Jesus talks about the kingdom of God coming near. He also says it in a few other places. And these are some that I grabbed from the other gospels. The one in Matthew is when it's talking about him going out and starting to preach in synagogues and that sort of thing. And it's just before it gets to the part where it talks about the Sermon on the Mount. And the one in Luke is what he tells the 72 that he sends out to tell people. He says, go and do this, go and heal the sick and tell people that the kingdom of God has come near to them which I think is really cool because it's go and do something practical and then tell them this is how and why I'm doing this. I, we are able to heal the sick because the kingdom of God has come near to us. And it's the action and it's the why. So obviously the kingdom of God is important. 
It's so important that Jesus talks on it over 90 times in the Gospels. So what is it? When we think of a kingdom, we are probably going to think of like borders and countries in the same way that you have like the Democratic Republic of Congo. And is it Saudi Arabia that's a kingdom? Yeah. And so you have kingdom of Saudi Arabia and, you know, think of it like that. Or we might think of the Queen of England and how she's a monarch over like England, but there's the Commonwealth. So it's kind of boundaries of that as well. But we're probably going to be thinking of countries and borders and like a physical land or place, which is just not really what Jesus was talking about. It's not quite what God is referring to. He's talking about the rule and reign of God. So the kingdom of God is the domain, the space in which God rules and reigns, which is everywhere. He created the universe. He is the king over everything, right from the galaxies being set in motion to the bacteria that make up my body and other cells and things. He is the God over everything. And everywhere is under God's control and we have the choice to be a part of that now. So in the current space as citizens of the kingdom of God and there is the future aspect of the kingdom of God when we will see his glory come in fullness in the second coming when we'll be able to live out truly as citizens of the kingdom of God, citizens of heaven and not just in the tension that we live in now because there's still the kingdom of darkness or as Paul calls it, the present evil age. So that's what the kingdom of God is, is it's the rule and reign of God, put really simply. But it's really hard for us to see the kingdom of God in action because, or it can be really hard to see what the kingdom of God is like because there is so much brokenness, there is so much suffering in the world, there are so many just hard things that either we go through personally or globally, things that just don't feel like they're the way they should be. And so it doesn't really feel like the kingdom of God is near, because if it's near, then wouldn't things be better than they are? And Jesus has a lot of parables. These are some of the ones I could find in their references. Um, I don't worry, I didn't just do this for the talk. I also did it for my essay. I'm not that crazy. Um, yeah, no, um, if you want to, you can take a photo and go find them later yourself. Um, but he um, uses all of these parables to help us start to grasp and get an idea of what the kingdom of God is like. What is this kingdom that's ruled by a good God supposed to look like as opposed to the suffering that is here, as well as the goodness that is here because of the tension that we live in. And from reading through these, there are a few things that stuck out to me. Part of it is that it's a kingdom that is to be desired for and yearned after. It's something that we are meant to want to be a part of, you know, like an expensive pearl. Or it's also a kingdom that is a kingdom of love it's a kingdom of grace, it's a kingdom of mercy, kingdom of righteousness, and a kingdom of justice. However, all of these things are also expressed in ways that we like cannot even begin to understand because 
They're those things in their fullest, most amazing expression, like the most amazing fullness of love, the most amazing expression of grace, the biggest way that justice could be done in like the most pure and good way that justice could be done, that we will never see this side of the new creation, that we'll never see this side of the second coming because it's going to be undermined just a little bit by the kingdom of darkness and the own distorted image of God that we are and the way the fall kind of impacted and broke the whole world. So that's kind of what the kingdom of God is like. Is it's, it's meant to be like this amazing thing that we can't begin to fathom, but that we're meant to try and start to grasp. And it's God's rule and reign is what the kingdom of God is. Then what does it mean for the kingdom of God to be near or at hand? What, what does that mean if it's close? So that can either mean in space or in time. So like in the sense of how I'm like near to James right now because I'm standing close to him or we're nearing a time where people will be able to get coffees. And Jesus is, so when Jesus is walking around and saying this, he's going to be talking about it like in that moment is one of the ways he's talking about it. And so when Jesus says this to the people he's around, I was kind of thinking through it, and he, I think he could mean one of three things, though there is probably more, because I always find Bible verses mean more than I think they mean. Um, <laughs> and so he could be talking about himself. You know, when he's saying it, he's near to the people he's saying it to. So if he's God and God is king, so Jesus is king, the kingdom of God is close because they're near to the king and that would mean they're close by being close to him. Could also mean physically in the sense of like signs of breakthrough and outcome because he sends out the disciples and tells them to say the kingdom of God has come near and they're healing the sick and that sort of thing. So there's the, well, we can't see like the actual works of the kingdom of God. We can see the signs and wonders and miracles of the kingdom of God. We can see the breakthrough and the outcome and they could see that too, because the sick was healed, lame could walk, blind could see, and the dead were risen again. So there's the physical aspect in that way as well with the outcomes. There's also in time. So they were nearing a time where the presence of God would leave the temple and be poured out over the whole earth. That's what happened in the resurrection account uh, in the... Uh, death account when the curtain is torn in two the spirit of god left the temple and it is now was poured out over the whole earth so they were nearing a time where that would happen however saying the kingdom of god is near is still true today it wasn't just true for jesus so then what does that mean for it to be true today because jesus isn't walking around i'm sure if he was here he'd be giving the talk and i wouldn't be um, <laughs> and so the kingdom of God is still near because the presence of God has been poured out over the whole earth. So that means it's always near. So we're always near the kingdom of God in that physical sense. And if the presence of God is God, then that is God's rule and reign. Then we're near the king. And so we're always near God's rule and reign in that sense. And to the point where it's so close that it can be 
indwelling in us if we let it. So we are always physically near the presence of God. Also, miracles are still happening. There's the aspect of the miraculous and signs and wonders that are happening, but there is also the aspect of every good and perfect gift, as it says in James, comes from God. So that means the fact that I'm alive is a miracle, let alone the fact that I'm saved, let alone the fact that I'm standing here today, is all a miracle of God's working because my life alone is a gift, let alone my salvation. It's not something I earn, it's something that was given to me that I then thank God back for. And so there are signs of God's rule and reign everywhere, even when it doesn't feel like it, and even when we can't really see it, the fact that there's a sun in the sky, that where the earth is placed in the galaxy, that it rains and the water cycle and everything from the whole way the world works that brings life. All of that is of God and is a sign of his works and wonders in the world. It is also near in time because we don't know. So it's near in time because we don't know the day or the hour of his return. And we also don't know when we're next going to see that really obvious breakthrough. We don't know when the next revival is going to come. We're meant to be praying for it and yearning for it, but we don't know when God's going to either change something that changes a situation that we wouldn't necessarily realize immediately as God. We don't know when we're going to see a miraculous healing like we saw with Antonia today. And it's so obviously God because what else could it be? And really it's always God because there's nothing else it could ever be. But we see the miraculous. Um, Or we don't know when he's going to return. We don't know when the second coming is. So it's always near in time because we're meant to always be acting as if it's near in time. We're always meant to be hoping for that. I also love the phrasing in Matthew of it being at hand because it's the same idea almost but it kind of gets at something else. It gets at that like tangible, like physical closeness where you can reach out and grab it because if something's like at hand, I think of my physical hand and it's something that we can reach for, that we can feel like in worship today, presence of God was so heavy that you could, you could feel it, that you could reach out and touch it, or at least it was to me. Um, and feel like it was for many others here. And it's technically always the case that the kingdom of God is at hand because the presence of God is always there. But sometimes it just really doesn't feel like it. It can feel really far. Sometimes the kingdom of darkness can just feel so overbearing and pressing that even if we want to reach out, we just don't want, it's just too hard that we don't have the energy to do it or that we feel like we physically can't move because we feel like we're so far away from God or whatever, even though we're not. But it can feel that way. And in those moments, it's still near. The kingdom of God is always breaking through. Even when it feels like the concrete is like setting on you, it is still near in all of those moments because God's spirit has been released over the whole world. He, on the cross, when Jesus died, he went right into the depths of human suffering. 
there is no pain that he hasn't felt or gone through. He has been right to the lowest of lows in terms of how suffering can feel. And so that then has been taken up into the heart of God. God understands human suffering in a way that we, we can't, even though we are human, because he understands all of human suffering. And that is only able to happen because he became human, so he went through it. And he didn't sin to go through that suffering, but he still went through that suffering. And so that means when he reaches out to us, when he's there in those moments, he understands how hard it is and how difficult it is. But he also knows that he brings the hope that we need in those situations to get through. That he is there with us breaking us out of those spaces, whether it be just little things that slowly start to change things, or whether it be big moments where it feels like the chains have been broken and we've been set free. He is always breaking through in that way, and he's always reaching out to us as we reach out to him. So therefore, we aren't meant to be afraid of anything that could happen in the kingdom of fears space that it could do because the kingdom of God has won the victory and the kingdom of God's is the kingdom of life and that is what ultimately reigns and that is what is there in those moments as well it can feel like the kingdom of darkness is winning it is truly the kingdom of God that will come out triumphant Jesus reached out and gave us true freedom now, this true freedom, as one of my lecturers talked about it, isn't the hoity-toity freedom, that means you can do whatever you want. It's true biblical freedom, which is the capacity for us to grow into a fullness of humanity that God has for us. So like the ability for us to be fully human in the way that when everything was created, including people, God said it is good in creation, for us to be able to live in that fullness and that able to live in that and we can only do that by choosing to be citizens in the kingdom of God because we can't do that on our own and that we're constantly going to be working towards that capacity of living to our human fullness until the second coming but that we are working towards that slowly day by day and that we work towards that as a congregation, as a city, as everything. And near, the kingdom of God is also near globally, so like in the whole world. It is near like personally to me and in all of my interactions with people. And it is near in our city. The kingdom of God is in our city and when we walk out as citizens of that kingdom, we're meant to be walking, living, in that city, not in the brokenness of the city that we sometimes see before us. And when to be bringing that kingdom of God with us into those places, we are constantly able to invite God into those places, even though he's already there, to make ourselves aware of his presence in those places. Because being a citizen of the kingdom of God is living under his rule and reign, not under the, like, rule and reign of darkness. It's doing what he says is right, not doing what 
the world says is right. It's living counterculturally and going, is this the space where God wants me to stand up? Or is this the space where God wants me to listen and wait and just wait on him to come and break through and then step out? That, and then it changes for every situation and for each person in each situation. God calls us all to act slightly differently because we're all different people. Surprisingly enough, I am not all of you and you're not me. Um, and if we can't be citizens of the kingdom of God on like our interpersonal interaction level, if I can't be a citizen of the kingdom of God when I'm talking to Caitlin, then how am I meant to be a citizen of the kingdom of God on like any bigger scale than talking to Caitlin? And... So, and then how do we be citizens of the kingdom of God? It's like a really hard question because, like, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love and grace and righteousness and mercy and justice. But I am not a perfect person and I am not always the most loving. I'm not always graceful, um, that sort of thing, even though I try to be. And that's because I have to do it out of the strength that God has out of relying on his presence always being there instead of my own. And there's this verse that feels like it has been following me a little bit because it just is coming up everywhere. It was even the verse of the day for this week, which I believe was uh, very personal and not a global thing for everybody to hear. Um, you know, it was a personal talking to me, not everybody else. No. Um, and that is Micah 6.8, which is one of those verses where it's like, has God not told you what to do? Just do that. And then you read what the do that is, and it's really hard, because how am I meant to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with God when people sometimes are really annoying? And it's really hard. But that's what we're called to do, is what does it look like for us in every interaction with each other to love kindness and to do justice and to walk humbly with God? How, how do we do all of that is going to be different in each situation, but it's something that we're always meant to be focusing on because it's not focusing on ourselves when we're doing that stuff it's focusing on other people which is really what the kingdom of God is all about is focusing on other people and not ourselves and relying on the strength of God to get us through and get us to do that yeah it's it's hard um but uh, keep trying it's more to myself than you guys but you can take it too if you want um but yeah, we're meant to keep trying to live in that and work in that space in terms of the nearness of the refreshing of the presence of God, of his refreshing in our life, but also in how we talk to each other and how we love each other. Um, yeah, so if you want prayer for any of that, I'm happy to pray with you. Um, if you want to feel God's presence, or if you want to um, just pray because you're going through the hard stuff or anything like that, or you just want to feel the kingdom of God come near to you, 
personally, then please come and ask for prayer or like anything else, really. Mm-hmm. Always happy to pray. Um, and yeah, does anybody have any like words or anything that they want to share?